Magical Idiot Tour continues this week here on Sean and D's Good Tape. We're back after a week off. Hey, D, how you doing? Hello, Bungo. I'm good, Sean. Welcome back. Yeah, it's been a been a week or so since we did this last, um, and uh, it's good to uh, be back behind the mic this week. And Richie joins us again as well. How you doing, Richie? Not too bad, gentlemen. It's great to be back. Yeah, back how you at feeling, it. Sean? I'm feeling much better. So yes, we had to delay our, our taping. We usually, the show usually drops on Monday mornings this time. I think it's probably going to drop on Wednesday morning, let's say. And, um, and it was due to the fact that I got the second dose of the Moderna vaccine and it knocked me on my butt. So I was uh, out of commission on Saturday when we were supposed to tape. I would like to point out that I got my second dose of Pfizer yesterday and I'm here doing just fine. So and I, I believe uh, Jen from France via Sweden has something to say. If, uh, if, if is she on here, Sean? I, I believe that she is ready to join us. Hold on a second while I get this uh, get this whole thing potted up here so we Wait, can hear her. Hold dial, on. Just and she's actually from Scotland. Oh, Scotland. Yeah, so it's one of those S European countries. Yeah. She'll have to let us know if there's a difference between Scotland and Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we heard her briefly, but Jen, can you say that again? What the fuck, Sean? do better yeah yeah so yeah i, I agree mm-hmm. i agree yeah. i mean, I mean for listen. all of the excuses in the world to postpone a show i think that's a pretty good one to get the world back to a better place you know like do, but you do you argue with that do you I, I got the vaccine that like 90 percent of the world can't find and 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 that's why i'm taking time off I don't know. wow too soon wow oh, i'm on your side sean that was that was harsh <laughs> That was harsh. But. Homer, your son's an asshole. <laughs> he knows that. He takes after his father. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, Homer. Homer's oh, oh, a smart oh, oh man. on that front, guys. Big news. Big news. Homer news? Big Homer news. Are okay. you guys sitting down? Yeah. So, <laughs> as you may or may not know, in uh, February of next year, they're killing the the old 3G network. Like it's gone. It it like for cell phones. It I didn't know it. I didn't know it still existed. <laughs> well, it it does because because Homer still uses that little flip phone. <laughs> and, and and I pointed out to him a, a few a few uh, weeks ago. I'm like, look, that thing's not going. Literally not going to work. Like it's not oh that it's God, outdated or anything else. It will not work. So uh, so this weekend he 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 finally ordered an iPhone and uh, I will I will keep you posted on how this goes. But well, I hope he order. keeps us posted. Like, oh, oh D D, come on, Sharon, could you he, have could to he show download, voice memos. Could he down, well, could he download the Zoom app and like be on the show? He, he well, no, no, he can't. But. He, <laughs> but Sharon, yes, there. technically he would he would have all the capability he needs. But no, no, he can't. That would be really cool, though. Uh, what well, we I mean, need, just think, he could do a group text message. What we need for him to do mm. is figure out the voice the voice memo thing 
to be able to send his requests and statements in by via text message or email. So, oh my so God. I, I pointed that I'm out not... to Sharon and she's like, well, I have to figure out how to do that first. <laughs> Is he still listening? We haven't heard from him for a while. Uh, I don't know. I, I get, I, we will definitely find out after this you know, uh, episode. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not throwing shade or pointing fingers here, but it seems like our, our, um, you know, chats with Homer and our correspondence with Homer really dropped off when you joined the show full time. Hey, I, I told you it was always a blood feud. <laughs> oh man. So should we get into this playlist this week? We've been actually, I, uh, you know, just for, just for uh, full disclosure to people listening, we've talked for 45 minutes before the show has started taping because we hadn't talked for a couple of weeks. So um, yeah, we've been at this for a while today. Can't read that. It just says, Sean, I can't hear you that well. He, yeah, he is. He is a little. Uh, yeah, as little soon down. as we started recording, your 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 voice went down. Is that better? Maybe no, I need to talk into the mic a little bit better. Is that better? A little, a little bit. bit. Okay, I'll just turn up a little louder. So, anyway, yes, you can't write on a white piece of paper and hold it up to a camera and expect that we can I, read I, it, I, I, and then keep moving it back and forth. <laughs> I had both of you guys. Well, I was moving it back and forth trying to get it right with the light because. The, it's shining right out of me in my sister's office. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Let me get my glasses on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forget we're all a bunch of old fuckers. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, your grandpas. <laughs> yeah. We have that drop. Hold on a second. You got to tell me about these things beforehand. You can't. You play just off. did. Yeah. Hold on. Do you like Eddie Vedder? Your old grandpa. Oh, oh that's so cute. <laughs> So speaking of Eddie Vedder being an old grandpa, the uh, the first song is mine, uh, uh, "Dirty Frank" by Pearl Jam. Not a very well known Pearl Jam song, but Sean, this was probably one of our favorites for a while. <laughs> and, and the only reason that it's one of our favorite or one of my favorites for a while was the uh, the parts that basically ripped off Shaft because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> no man, I'm just talking about Dirty Frank. <laughs> you know, it's that just a Dirty Frank. He's a bad mother. <laughs> Shut your mouth. I am just talking about Dirty Frank. <laughs> I don't know why that, and it's in there twice, right? Isn't it in the song yes. twice? Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just funny. And it, 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 it was obviously influenced by their time with uh, the touring with the Chili Peppers, which you know one of the famous early tours was the Chili Peppers headlining with Nirvana and Pearl Jam opening up for them, like fucking amazing of a show with that then you know the blood sugar magics you know chili peppers holy shit yeah this would be pretty incredible this has totally got the beat of a chili pepper song and the rhythm of a chili pepper song you're right there's no doubt about it so so it's that but then it's also that they were in their early 20s this is a fuck around song this is the exact kind of song that we would come up with where like we would see something it would it would get in our heads and we would just beat it into the ground for an entire evening in the car. That's what this song is. What is it they call it when artists do this scatting, where they just start making up random lyrics or something like that? It, but, but this isn't even like scatting because yeah. it's not random. It's they're telling a story in the song, and, <laughs> and and so so for for the listeners, the background is that the bu- their bus driver on this tour was Frank, and they had invented a a, a story where he's a cannibal slicing up groupies and, and eating them every night. And that's what this song is. 
Little boys and girls, their heads are all collected and not crazy per se, just a little strange when he gets hungry. Well, even the beginning of it, Dirty Frank Dahmer, he's a gourmet cook, yeah. I got a recipe for Anglo-Saxon soup, yeah. Wanted to pass, so she relaxed. Now the little groupie's getting chopped up in the back. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. If if you listen to that that opening in the right way, it does not like he it does not sound like he says Dahmer. It sounds like he says my wife's maiden name, which I find even more hilarious. <laughs> um, so is dirty is tell di- me about life. Is dirty is dirty Frank from Winchester? <laughs> I think Dirty Frank is. Um I, I, I will say I don't like this song. I'm sorry? I don't like this song. No, it's not. It's not a great song at all. It's and and I will say like it's it's a little too whimsical for me. Like this isn't a Pearl Jam song. There there is absolutely not. There is no way they would have made this at any point in the last twenty five years. Like it's just as a band. Okay, so it is a B side off of the Even Flow single. Like like it never meant to see the light of day. And in, to my knowledge, it's only been on three releases. Right. The B-Sides one, the Even Flow single, and what was the third one? Lost Dogs. Huh. Wow. And then it was the live version that's on the uh, the live or at the Orpheum in 94, April of 94, when they played it in Boston. Yeah, like, this, this is not, this is a deep deep fucking Pearl Jam cut. Like this is not meant for the people. You know, like like we found this because, you know, like I dove in head first and bought all that shit. And there was the that dirty Frankie's a bad mother, shut your mouth. That that sort of thing. But yeah, it's just a fun song. It's a different like like it's yeah. not it's unlike Almost Unlike anything else in their in their library, really. I mean, yeah. this this sticks out. Yeah. I'm not going to say that us repeating, well, that Dirty Frank was a bad mother, shut your mouth. Hey, man, I'm just talking about Dirty Frank. Maybe got said like a million times, you know, over the course of about two years, at least. Oh, oh about two years, but we still do it this day <laughs> we did it on the text message that we the text yeah. message thread we have the other day you said something about the song and i said shut your mouth <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's and, impossible you know, not I, to i will say i think i missed those years i think that happened post high school while while i was out of town because mm-hmm. i don't i i'd only heard the song a few times before yeah that's probably I, true it, it, it we probably got into it a little bit more post high school but it was around during high oh school. yeah no it, it was definitely a thing because yeah. i mean even flow came out in 93 it was on a good tape i'm pretty sure you know yeah. in the one of the later good tapes yeah it, it was just one of those dumb funs late dumb songs that was fun late at night you know that we would drive around with like no of course this song is nonsense and again like you said richie it has nothing to do with the rest of the rest of pearl jam's catalog like there's very few songs that even come close to being as stupid and silly as this one, but it's just a fun song and a fun memory. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. While I'm thinking about it, D, on a scale of, of one to 10, where are you at for this new Dave Grohl documentary? Oh, the, the, what the drives us? One? Yeah. I'm fucking super excited for it. I it's going to be packed. pretty. Stop. Yeah. I just it, it's going to be pretty good. 
Yeah. It, uh, let's see. I wish to bring with me. He's got Flea on there. He's got Lars from Metallica. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Slash, Slash and Duff, which Mm. Duff will come up here in a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pumped. When's it supposed to come out? April 30th. Oh. Quicker. Uh, Netflix, right? I don't know what provides it's, it's either Netflix or Amazon. It's one, one of the two. And it, basically, he's he's getting with uh, huge rock stars and, and talking about what made them do what they do and, and you yeah, know, why the they're willing to. Like driving around in a van just playing yeah. music for fucking shit. You know, like, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's going to be it's going to be impressive. You know, like if, if you've never seen the Sound City documentary that Dave Girl did. Oh my God, he's stop yeah. right now. Pause. We'll come back. <laughs> we'll we won't still discuss be here. it at all, but just go ahead and stop and come back to us. <laughs> it's more entertaining than what we're doing right now, anyway. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Oh, it's, you know, speaking of speaking of April, talking about things coming out in April, um, I believe uh, Dennis has a birthday coming up in less than a week now. So he came out in April a long time ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. It was released in April of 1978. Yes. Dropped. Yeah. You dropped. dropped. So, Thank so you. this well, little back then it was released. So this little little joke that you like to use all the time about how much um, how we're a whole year older than you, you're going to have to save until Richie gets really old later this year. Yeah. Well, yeah. for for half of the year, we are all the same age. Mm-hmm. For, yeah, half the year. <laughs> so the next song oh, on the no, list. It's weird, ain't it? What? You're fucking old. Well, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I don't even know what to say about it anymore. I've just accepted and, and I it. I hear that uh, every flight to Korea takes off like five years of life. It feels like that. Oh, Especially <laughs> when you're a smoker. 13 hours. Yeah. Is, did you say 13 hours? Yeah. Yeah. That's a long flight. Well, I couldn't imagine that back in the smoking days. Ooh, that you're right. Hmm. Can you just ask if you can step out on the wing for a few minutes? <laughs> Hold, Hold on really tight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going back to the, tying it back to music and Pearl Jam, there was a, the last time Pearl Jam was on SNL, uh, uh, I think it was Lightning, but it might have been Avocado, but I can't remember. But they had a, a, a sketch where there was something going on with the plane, but there was a Sasquatch on the wing. And, and at one point, they're like, there he is again. But he's there with Pearl Jam. <laughs> like the, the whole band was standing there on the wing. <laughs> That's goofy. <laughs> so, so the next song on the on the list is a Metallica song, but it's not really a Metallica song. It's a Metallica cover song, and it's Whiskey in the Jar. And this was my pick, and I picked it because I really like this song. It's a it's a really enjoyable listen. The the music's on point. The lyrics are fun to sing along with. The one thing I will say about it, though, to kind of um, look on the on the um, other side about it is you can listen to the song as much as you want, and it even says here what the song's about. It's kind of nonsensical, though, in many many ways when you listen to it. It it's it's a, an interesting like there is a whole story. There is. They, they leave out big bits and pieces. Like they leave it up to the interpretation. And and I suspect that's because it's an old Irish folk song. Mm-hmm. Like my guess is that, you know, originally there was a master song that did have the entire story. And then as it's been passed down through the generations, this is kind of where it ended up. 
And it doesn't bother me a bit. I still love the song. I think it's a great song, but there are major, major plot holes in the song. (laughs) You're just like, where did that, where did that just go? It's it's like the lost of songs. It's, it's Metallica covering Finn Lizzie's cover of a Dubliner's cover of a traditional Irish folk song. What does that make us? Absolutely nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surrounded by assholes. Well, that's true. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, it's just such an entertaining song. And and I haven't made the playlist yet for YouTube, but uh, the video for this song, like, it's just like a big fun party vibe. And, and that's the Metallica and Thin Lizzy version of the song. It's just like so much fun, but it's talking about double crossing and murder and yeah. and, and love and it's yeah it's just fantastic and, and hetfield just does such a good job with like his voice and his range and and where he's going with mm-hmm. this song like this is definitely to me upper echelon metallica like they actually won a, what a grammy for this i believe so yeah it, it, like it's it, uh, and it's and it's what's funny is this this is in the period when everybody was turning against Metallica. Right. You know, with after load and reload. Which I still don't understand. This, this came up. I, I don't understand why. Because, I mean, I understand that they sounded a little bit different. They weren't quite as hard as they'd been before. But th- that was some really good songs that came out on that on it, that I, era of Metallica that still stand up really, really well. But but I think it's more of a, a, a play on, on just how incredible the Black Album was. Like you, you can't actually, no, I don't agree with that. I think it was the people that wanted kill them all and injustice for all in the original Metallica fans yeah. that were pissed off uh, that they'd become, that they'd become more commercial is really what it was, but Hey, commercialization, you can say that they sold out. You can say whatever you want. The songs were good and they made a shitload of money off of them. So I don't blame and, them a bit. Yeah. They're going to be able to retire comfortably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't have to make another goddamn album and they'll be able to re- uh, retired comfortably. Right. Uh, they're just so talented. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and, and, and to pigeonhole them in a goddamn plane capsule of heavy metal, uh, kill them all, ride the yeah. lightning, uh, and, and all that, and not let them fucking advance. Uh, uh, our, our, one of our listeners, Meg, is a huge U2 fan. And, and like, there's not a band in the world that has to not evolve their sound more than you too and and they have done it successfully i I was just gonna say i mean it's the beatles it's what makes the beatles so incredible is that evolution right you you fucking and and the beatles only did it for like seven or eight years Mm -hmm. and they went through three different fucking phases you know And, and and for metallica to still be relevant in 2021 you know like like uh fucking kill them all came out in what 81 or 82 something like that yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. 40 years yeah and, and and i'll tell you like so so michelle's nephew is a fresh sophomore in high school metallica's his favorite band like he he wants to be lars he has a drum set like that's that's his goal in life um uh, okay so so to play devil's advocate a little bit uh in the video uh this is you know post like haircut and all that stuff and lars has got full fucking eyeliner 
on playing drums in it. And mistakes were made. And the, the Some Kind of Monster documentary, which we may or may not have talked about on this show before, but I don't think so. When Lars is, comes off like a pretentious dick selling his fucking uh, art. <laughs> I know what you're talking like about. Like on that, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and James. James Hetfield comes off like a fucking whiny. Like, like they just think that was not a, a smooth move. Right. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, but yeah, it, and that's, that, that's part of where the sellout thing comes from. But Jesus Christ, these guys can write a fucking song. Well, it, I mean, this stuff. would have been four years before the, you know, they were taking on Napster and all that fun stuff. Um, the, the Garage Inc.? No, no, taking on Napster. Like, you know, is you know, they're they're the ones that really kind of went to oh, the yeah, mattress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess that was it early 2000s. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and this was like 98. So, I mean, it was just before that time frame. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did want to say, so in your notes, D, you pointed out that uh, Brian Adams did a cover of this. I was intrigued. I, I never I, went that far. I, I did the Thin Lizzy and Dubliners. I didn't do Brian Adams. Is it I bad? should have done Thin Lizzy and Dubliners. <laughs> is it that bad? Oh, man, now I got to look. But mistakes were, mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. So he sings the Metallica version. Like it's word for word, it's it's this version of whiskey. He just doesn't have any of the inflection, so it's like a straight rendition, and then he doesn't have any of the the hardcore Metallica like driving underneath. As I was going over, <laughs> it's okay. Get it. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It it's it's not okay when you listen like to James before this. Like like that's the thing. Yeah, it'd be a fine song if it was just that, but he already had a playbook and he decided to throw it out and let Jason Garrett call plays is, is what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh the clapper. <laughs> Were you setting that one up the entire time? No, I wasn't. I just it just came to me. Okay. I don't know why uh, you're so ripping on that song. guy from the New York Giants so much. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he deserves it. <laughs> the next song's yours, Richie. Go for yeah, it. it is. It's uh. So I, I picked uh, "Halo" by the band Soil. This is another one of my workout jams. I like. It's just a banger of a song. Like two in a row. Like I see. I do not remember this song at all. Really? And apparently it's been out for fucking 20 years. Oh yeah. No, I've I've had it early 2000s, maybe even late 90s. I I don't know how I came across it. Like it, it literally was in my Napster days. Um it, it, it was probably on the radio. Uh, uh but like I I don't know how the fuck I missed this song cuz I fucking love this song. Like my, it's not it's not deep. It's not it doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Well, but it does actually. So well, like like oh go ahead. But it does mean the thing. It, it's it's he who cast the first stone. That yes. that whole fucking thing. It and, and the line that always sticks up to I'm the man with the rock in my hand. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's just up there saying, I have never sinned. Like, like yeah. that's his whole thing, and I'm going to stone you. Or I have sinned, and I don't fucking care. And, and that could be too. And, and, and I'm, I'm throwing this at you. Like, yep. yeah, it's, it's like our, when you said, when we decided this, this playlist a couple of weeks ago, and, uh, and, and I listened to the song, you know, because I wasn't familiar with it. I was like, I don't know where to put this in. And then the more and more I listened to it, I was like, oh, fuck, this is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it, I mean, like this for the, for the listeners, this is definitely a very, very much a harder opening to a podcast that, or to a playlist than what we've had, I think. Like, you know, Frank's is here at, at about a, a, a seven. Metallica goes up to a, a nine or so in whiskey. And then uh, this one comes in. I, I like to, I, I kind of liken this to, it's a lot like Slipknot without the ear bleed. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. Cause this, this was sort of the, uh, along the same lines of a, of a little bit of angry, you know, screaming, but, but it was much more tolerable than Slipknot. Yes. There's some good Slipknot songs. You'll, uh, I, I won't even slip them in, uh, you know, cause it's not worth it, but, uh, but this this is but i mean this is on the level of like corn and, and yes and power man 5000 mm-hmm. and, and, and shit like that and, and and i think even in the notes it threw it in the new metal uh vein which i don't think it's true because it doesn't it doesn't have the hip-hop uh uh or, or rap thing that new metal had a lot of yeah going on with like lincoln park and corn and the biscuit but but i definitely i definitely could see a lot of corn fans digging kind of the halo sound or the oh, sure. sound. absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah when he gets to that part i'm the man with the rock in my hand <laughs> i love that part yeah it, it's pretty good it, it's yeah. it's been on my workout mix for a long time yeah. I, I i don't recall ever hearing this song but i fucking you know after getting over it the initial part of it <laughs> like, like, like what the fuck is this <laughs> Every once in a while, I have to try to throw you a curveball. Sure. sure, and we'll talk about the uh, the non curveballs. You know, what was the, the What was that song called a couple of weeks ago that, that we had on here? That um, wait and bleed. No, the song that Richie picked about the about about um, the um, oh gosh, I'm having a having a brain bleed right now. Um, Talking not mad enough. No, no, the song, the stupid song that we had on that Dennis, the Dennis, the, the Dennis really, really enjoyed uh, Lee Harvey, <laughs> that song. Oh, oh nerd. <laughs> that was one of those yeah, curveball songs, lap dance. <laughs> I kept wanting to say strip club, but I knew that wasn't right. Lap dance, strip club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which wasn't a bad song, except for that one part in it. That, uh, except for <laughs> Lee Harvey's entire existence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was a great song. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> yeah no richie this was a great song another one that that yeah thank you like fucking turn me on to that shit That's hey, I, I appreciate it I'm, I'm glad i can help so the next you, you, oh go ahead oh no go ahead richie you wrap it up i was just gonna say you you tend to turn me on to a lot of music so uh glad i can repay the favor absolutely so the next song on the list was was uh d's pick but i gotta say this song to me was the most fascinating song that we had on the list this week. It just, 
it just, the more I listened to it, the more it just, it just blew my mind. It like messed with me and I would listen to it again and it would mess with me that much more. You want to talk about a song that's going to make your brain start moving. This is, this is a great pick for that. And I don't think it does that in your twenties, but I think as you get older and, and you know, it has that whole vibe of, of like just thinking back on life. It's, it's got a Inter- bit of that. Introduce it. Cause I didn't introduce it. I was letting you introduce what, what sure. song we're talking no, about. It's, yeah. It's a, the flaming lips. Do you realize uh, this song? I love it. Yep. Love Agreed. It. Like it can make you happy. It can make you sad. It can make you feel so many different things. And it's just emotionally fucking incredible. The line that just totally made me go, you know, at a certain point was, you know, the, the verse, and I'm trying to see which, I guess it's the, the first verse or the, towards the end of the second, maybe when, when he goes through the, do you realize we're floating in space? Do you realize that happiness makes you cry? Do you realize that everyone, you know, someday will die. And you're, and you're like, you know, you inherently know that, but when somebody says it, it doesn't matter that you already know it. It's just like that, that thing that goes, Oh my God, it, everything's just so fleeting all the time. And it does exactly, exactly. It's, smacks it's you in the face. In the face. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can cry because you're happy. Guess what? They're not going to be around forever. You know, that sort of thing. It's just like, like just fucking enjoy what you're doing. You know, like, like that Jimmy Valvano speech, uh, you know, laugh, cry. And, and what's the other thing uh, I'm missing? I, 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 probably love or something like, like, I know what speech you're talking about. The, the yeah, 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 laugh, speech. cry and something else. And, and, and it's like, if you do that every day, like you've lived a great life. And and, uh, uh, and and this this sort of puts it all out there. Uh, and and I understand that there's some people like that think this song is contrived or, or or you know annoying. Uh, but but if you sit and listen to it like we <laughs> like we have, yeah. Why would anybody think that? I mean, well, I, but, I understand. But of course, we're talking about it as a 43 year old mm-hmm. man, a 44 year old man, and a 42 year old man. Uh, you know, like this is this is a you know, it's different than than listening to it as a twenty five year old or a sixteen year old or yes. whoever. Listen, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. No, this song. It, it, and can I tell you that one of the best live experiences I've ever seen in my life has been seeing the Flaming Lips live in concert. Like they do not fucking disappoint. That's awesome. I've never. I'm not really even all that familiar with their work. No, no, and 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 and, and I got back into them. Uh, they did a cover of "Dark Side of the Moon" completely, like 100, percent and with Henry Rollins. And oh, that's and awesome! Band. Yeah, and they also did it with Sergeant Pepper. Uh, uh, it, but so it sort of made me start thinking about them again and our friend, uh, uh, Brandon. And, uh, 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 like, so me and him went and saw them open up for the black keys. And then we went and saw them at the pageant and, and that show, like we walked away from that show, just like fucking blown away. Like, holy fuck. That, that's also a great place to see a show too. Yes, it is. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Back, back when concerts were a thing. Yeah. Back when, yeah. 
Uh, I, I just looked it up, D. It's if you if you laugh, if you think, if you cry. That's pretty much what the song's about. Going yep. going yeah. to the going to the lyrics again too towards the end of the song, and they 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 use this in there twice. But and instead of saying all your goodbyes, let them know you realize that life goes fast. It's hard to make the good things last. You realize the sun doesn't go down. It's just an illusion caused by the world spinning around. Whoa, <laughs> you know. See? Yeah. And, mm. and and this song on top of like just the the very strong lyrics, it has that kind of trippy Beatles Beatles mm-hmm. vibe from like Lucy in the Sky era yeah. Yeah. and it like it just fits together so it, great. It, it's not it's not trying to be super heavy it's trying mm-hmm. to give it to you in small doses right. you know like like it, maybe it's like it's trying to shot, give you and then it's, tr- it's trying shot to be like you're floating yeah and then hit you with the heavy stuff yeah yeah it, it, it you know there, there are certain people that may not uh you know, appreciated the song when it came out at first, but uh, but if you listen to it now, yeah, after what we've just talked about, I think I think you would you would get it a little better. So hmm. I can see that. greatness. Yeah. I loved it. I, by yeah. far my favorite song on this playlist. I I loved it nice. and nice. listen to it. Listen to it more than I listen to the rest of the playlist. Easily. That, that makes me so happy. Yeah. So fucking happy. Yeah. yeah. So the next song on the list was our listener request for the week. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Jen, who's Scottish, but lived in France. Uh, Originally Nova playlist. Scotia? Yeah, well, something like that. Yeah, but, uh, but she made a playlist for me about uh, your 90s uh, women's rock songs. And, and this is the one I pulled off of it for this week. It's uh, Cannonball by the Breeders. This is an interesting song in the fact that uh, in the fact that musically this song is awesome. It's absolutely one hundred percent awesome. The rest of it is is okay too, but I can't um, I can't uh, say. Well, I can't say as much about the lyrics because I think the lyrics get so pushed to the background because of how well musically the song's put together. It's a lot like Barracuda in that it has just that that kind of killer riff, that hook that'll that'll grab you. But yeah, you can't like the words. I still don't know what the words are, and I've I've you know read the playlist, the notes. No idea. It, it says Cannonball a couple times, but I I do I love this song. It, it's always been a favorite of mine. And again, like you guys said, I have no idea what the fuck it is going But it but it's just so much fun. God damn that baseline that opens Listen to it that. up. Yep. Oh. Here it is. Yeah. I love that. And, 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 and it's, it fits right in with the pixie sounds that, that Kim Deal was, was a part of, uh, uh, you know, when, when she made this, this side project. Uh, but, yeah, like the whole want you cuckoo cannonball i had no idea what those fucking lyrics were until looking them up you know a week ago uh uh or uh, and i love the line uh i'll be the bomb in the reggae song like that that's so fucking great yep and it's just a great song this like if we actually knew the lyrics to the song when we were kids driving around with it 
we would have had a blast. But I don't even think they played it on QLC or anything like that. Like I think I I think we heard it on MTV, but I don't think it ever made it to QLC. Now, I mean, I know I heard it like somewhere. Like this is always this song feels like it's always been in my life for you know thirty years oh, now. Sure, sure. But um, do you remember it being on the radio? It, I don't. I not really. If, if it was, I would have bought it on CD. <laughs> I, see, I, I definitely, I definitely would have heard it uh, in college when, uh, on Kilo. Like it, yeah. it definitely would have been there by that point. Yeah, but the song came out in '93. Right, and that's yeah. I don't know. I don't even remember it on MTV because I don't re- really remember a video for this. Oh, the video. Oh, yeah, go go back and watch it. You'll remember that. Okay. Okay. If you spent any time late at night watching MTV, uh, you know, like when Alternative Nation was on and, and shit like that. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. You'll remember that. So I'm I'm gonna say something here that's really kind of disturbing, but as we're sitting here talking about, do you realize I'm going to skip back for just a second? I just get a text from somebody I know and just found out. And and this, this is about life and how fragile it really truly is. And, and you probably noticed I got distracted for a couple of minutes here that a guy I worked with in radio for a long time, apparently was the victim of a house fire yesterday and he passed away. So, I, I'm telling you this as I just found this out while we were sitting here doing the show after we started talking about um, Cannonball. Um, you know, just stop and smell the roses a little bit because that's awful news to hear. And it puts that song into even more perspective than it did even three minutes ago when we were talking about it. So, wow. Well, I'm not trying I to mean, bring it down, but I just thought it seemed like the right thing to say at a time when something like that was going on. Let's let's go to side B with that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so we'll be back in just a second. Welcome back to side B of Sean and D's Good Tape. Um, we're back here for five more songs, but first up, we've got Dennis doing trivia. Go for it, D. You picking out the card right now? I am, and we're not going to know this one. Which band single, Spaceman, was the biz- biggest selling single in the UK in 1996? A, Alphaville. B, Babylon Zoo, C, Baby Bird, or D, The Sand Kings? I'll go with B. I've never heard of any of those bands. Neither have I. Yeah. Sean, you actually nailed it. B, Babylon Zoo. Of course it was. I knew it all along. (laughs) (laughs) We'll listen to that song and we'll let you guys know what we think next week <laughs> first song up on side b is richie's song and richie this is a great song that you picked here i'm a big fan of this song it's uh it's laid by james um i i just this song every time i hear it it puts a smile on my face so it's good so fucking good it's so fucking good and happy and dumb and and just just like nonsense not nonsense but it's yeah, it's just really, it's so fucking fun. It, I mean, it's just, it's a bad relationship song. We've all either been in them or had friends in them. And it's just, you know, two people that can't quit each other, but, but <laughs> my God, they're, they might, they might destroy the world in the process. Hey, we were just talking about a couple like that during the break. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, weird. <laughs> I have to say, uh, I actually, 
first heard the Matthew Nathanson version of this song off of yes. American Pie soundtracks. And there were eight American Pie movies. Are you kidding me? Oh, were all those fake ones? The, the ones that didn't have anything to do with the original cast? There were a lot of those. Oh, Eugene uh, Levy was in all of them. Probably. Was he? Okay. I, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he was. Because what the fuck else is Because Shit's Creek wasn't a thing yet. And he needed the checks. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The lyrics to this song are written so well, too, to just yes. make them stick out. I mean, the just the just the opening lyric, everybody that knows the song knows the lyric of of the neighbors complain about the noises above, but she only comes when she's on top. That just is that just is always going to be ingrained in your head with this song. The best the best part is, you know, obviously she only comes when she's on top is, is you know, uh, problematic mm-hmm. in radio play. And so there's a single that that she only sings when she's on top. Oh. <laughs> and in the video that plays sings, uh, uh, the lead singer mouths hums instead of sings. You know, you know, but it, it plays out there. But, but yeah, no, that that's an interesting little tidbit. But but it, it but it's a great line. Like like oh, in, yeah. in in the in in the total thought of this song is just like this bitch is crazy <laughs> like that and i'm in love with her like my therapist said not to see you no more you're like a disease without the cure she said i'm so obsessed you're becoming a bore <laughs> like like that's so great yeah it, it, go ahead no please yeah I was going to say, it's interesting how much uh, like that portion of the song is very similar to later on Green Day with Basket Case. You know, it basically says like Green Green Day ripped that entire concept off in Basket Case and does the the therapist kicks me out basically. And then the hooker says, I'm, 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 I'm boring too. Like if you go back, it's, it's the exact same beats. Basket Case was only like a year it, like 94 or 95 right what was it what were they that close together interesting but but but, but yeah no but it, it's funny that that you can make that that correlation but at the same time this is not not on that level thing for, it, very different yeah. songs completely <laughs> different songs but it's also you know in in, in the same in, in the way that you know like Maybe you're attracted to people that you shouldn't be attracted to at a certain age, and yep. and and that's you know the, the grand scheme of it, you know. And, and it, I mean, it's tough. It's the heart wants what the heart wants, and and sometimes you don't work on every level, but certain levels you do work on, and you go from there. Fought with pits and knives and skewers, dress me up in women's clothes, mess around with gender roles, line my eyes, and call me pretty. Oh. <laughs> you know, until until we got this, um, until we got the lyrics for this, that line where where it says gender roles for years, I thought it was Ginger Rose. I thought it was about messing around with somebody else, you know, or something like that. Oh, I just I just I, I just always heard it wrong. So it's just kind of one of those funny misheard lyrics. I mean, it well, still fits, but, but, you know, it just. Um, but of course, but of course, where we were at when this song came out, hearing the line gender roles. Wouldn't have meant a whole lot. Head. Yeah, that wouldn't have meant yeah, a whole lot then. Rolled right off of our yeah. fucking. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now it's uh, very commonplace. Not so much in the uh, mid 90s. No. Yeah. 
Not at all. But great song, great pick. Yeah, yep. I knew this oh song. I knew this song oh. would come up at some point in our oh, in yeah. our uh, song. It, it was one of the ones Richie stole uh, from my list of songs, which is great because I wanted to talk about this song. And if if I don't have to pick it, I could pick something else. Uh, uh, by the way, this this band, James, similar to Travis, the uh, mm-hmm. uh, what yes. does everybody rain on me? You know, a boy's name sort of thing. They have some great songs, like on yep. this record. I think the lead single or the lead track is out to get me. It's so fucking good. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's just so deep and dark and it's really, really fucking good. But so, all right. So this leads us into real, real quick, Sean, can we make a drop of Dennis saying he's happy when I steal his songs? Because I, I envision 50 episodes from now, him bitching that I've stolen all of his songs. Oh, Oh my gosh, I have so many fucking songs that I want to put all on my here. songs. <laughs> no, like if you take if you take one of these ones like Laid, where I get to throw in fucking Dirty Frank or 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 uh, the song we got coming up later, like fuck yeah. No, I'm all 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 for it because I want to talk about these songs, so it's good. The next and that that's a great segue into the next song because I would have loved to have picked this song. And I know why Sean picked this song. Sean, Mm -hmm. this is a good song. It is Uh, a good song. So let's go ahead. Yeah, and by a surprising, you know, candidate to have on the list, it's by Duff McKagan, the bassist for Guns N' Roses, and it's a song called Chip Away. And before we get into what the song means, I want to play something really quick, because the way I got turned on to this song was Sammy Hagar's rock and roll road trip, which was on access TV until just this past year. And Sammy and Duff played this song acoustically. I'm going to play just a minute of it because it sounds really cool. The live version of it that they did. Oh, it's so great. Talking heads, I'm making dialogue. It's like doing crack. Day after day. Dropping taxes. On business by love, it'll work this time, they say. Gotta rise up, gotta keep on fighting. It's you know we've seen this all before. That that's the bass player from Jumping Up This and Public Revolver. Just goes back to how talented that band was. Like, and, well, yeah, and, 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 and I think, you know, like, uh, like Duff. Did songs on, 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 on the Used to Illusion and uh, Spaghetti Incident, but but the lyrics of the song, and and I remember when uh, when Sean sent me that link, him playing that with Sammy. Uh, after I listened to the WTF with Mark Marin, you know, interview with with Duff, just so fucking good, like. Like this guy is incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just yeah, and, and this song just skewers everything about you know some of the shit we talk about here, like you know, like social media being shitty, and you know, like don't trust the news media that you actually trust, sort of thing. Like it's just yeah. It, it, it's, just, it's a good download protest song because like that that first verse is all like just kind of the current climate of of politics and business and and, and yeah it just but it's not uh it's a little more the way it's packaged isn't quite as in your face as say 
um, you're not not angry enough, like or not mad enough. Um, yeah. But it, it, it's it's right there. Like it, this, if you told me the song was released three weeks ago, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's a great song. I mean, it just it, it's a it's it, it's also got a. I don't know what the beat is. It sounds like something else. And here I go again saying something sounds like something else and can't quite put my finger on it. But maybe like um, this is going to sound like a strange comparison to maybe like a early 90s, like Jane's Addiction type type sound to it. You know, something like that. Just kind of a just kind of just kind of a different vibe to it than uh, than a lot of songs that you hear now. Yep, I, I, I agree. I I hadn't thought of Jane's Addiction, but I think that's that's. Sound wise, I, I think that's very close, very, very on point. It, it, it's just such a well written song and such you know, simple. And, and it gets the point across. And, and again, yeah. And just like, it just sounds good. Like throughout the song, it's very even keel, but it sounds, sounds really good. I, I like the song. Yeah. No, it's a great song and it's a great. Comment on well, with, with media and social media, and uh, you know the, the news coverage and everything. It just you know, it's it basically goes back to you know chip away at the facts that you're given and learn to you know see what makes sense. Well, don't just trust what you're told right off the bat. Do some research. Do a little bit of uh, exactly. do a little bit of learning on your own, and don't don't just trust every. I mean, you still see it every day. You get on you get on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and somebody puts a link to something up that's completely BS site that is makes no sense whatsoever, and people share it like it's real. And and just just take the time to vet what you're what you're reading and make sure that it's real before you believe it. And if you do that, if you chip away at that, you're going to if you chip away. You're, you're going Perfect. to make society a much better place to live in which i don't know if we're ever going to get back there again but we can at least we can at least preach on here to our 40 listeners and and regardless (laughs) of society you're going to make your life a better place oh yeah because you're not you're not going to worry about the stupid shit yeah and that's the biggest thing is is like yes you have to realize that that you can only do so much like you can make yourself happy without having to fuck with other people's shit. But you have to realize that you have to deal with it. Yeah. Oh, that's such a long conversation to have. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we got it out of the way in the pregame show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We started. Yeah. yeah. So let's move on to the next song. Um, and Richie, you picked this, and this is a, a classic from our high school years, no doubt about it. It is. It is uh, Lightning Crashes by Live off of Throwing Copper, which is just a monster album. Like, whew. and, and this is a big deal. Yeah, oh, man. yeah. Was that was that senior year? What's that? Well, I think it was maybe junior year junior that year? this album came out. It says September of 94. September, September of 94. So yeah, that would have been junior year. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Secret Samadhi came was, out in 1996, uh, like in the fall of 96 yeah. or early 97 yeah I, I knew that one came out when i was at the academy because it because i didn't get to uh listen to it as much early on when, when but it first... this song this song was their biggest hit obviously it, and i mean this was the one i what did was this one the third single off that album is that is that third or fourth yeah, yeah. this was we've already done i alone yep uh, uh on, on the show yeah it, it, 
and, and I'd have to look back at it. Yeah, me too. I, I I think I alone and the third one, the other song, were the ones that we uh, we had alternate lyrics to uh, Hamilton's based ones. Oh, I have um, no doubt. I don't remember what I know they I, are anymore. I, but... I alone. Hmm. Um, but this song, this song in itself, it like so fucking powerful. I had I don't think I listened to this song right in probably ten or fifteen years until you brought it up. And, and it's not a song I need to hear very often. Um, but it has that that thing where it just starts off so slow and so it's it's very a very somber opening but you can tell that it's building and it's just building and building and building and then finally it releases and, and it's 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 unlike some of the other songs that we had uh that that were you know like ambiguous like you didn't know what they were about like you knew this was about uh you know, a baby being born and, and somebody dying. Now, I, I had always thought that it was the mother dying. Um, like I just always, I, I thought it, she was dying in childbirth. And, and like, I thought that was the kind of the point of the song. It wasn't until I read the notes and, and then really re-listened to it closely that I'm like, oh no, it's, it's a separate older lady dying and there's this baby. Yeah. It's a fascinating story. It really, yeah. really yes. truly is the way that they set it up and about the, you know, the organ donations and all of the stuff that goes along with it. It's, it's really cool. If, if, if you knew, uh, and, 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 and I'm in the, the, the handful of people that cared about shit like this, uh, at that time, but like, uh, the lead singer was a huge Hyrule Christian guy. And so he was into the afterlife and, and, you know, like the next, the next step. So, so I always understood this song to be babies born. Taking the, 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 the essence of, yeah. 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 But it is fascinating now with, 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 you know, listening to it and hearing the lyrics about how, like people can misinterpret it, that, that sort of thing, but it's it's uh, it it always seemed pretty obvious to me. The line that I love in it is when it talks about you know the first verse is about the the new mother cries and the baby being born essentially, but the second one being. Um, an old mother dies, her intentions fall to the floor. The angel closes her eyes. The confusion that was hers belongs now to the baby down the hall. I think that line, the, yeah. the confusion now belongs to the baby down the hall is awesome. I mean, it gave me chills just saying it, just saying it out loud, you know, like her life's over. She doesn't have to be confused about stuff anymore. Now this new baby has this whole confusing world in front of it. Oh, that's just such a great lyric. And the crazy thing is I had that reaction back at age 17. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. how well-written this song is that it has that kind of impact no matter what time. It's not one of those that you have to, you have to experience life. You can be straight out of Winchester and know what that song means. Straight out of Winchester. And, and, and that's the thing is, is again, not listening to the song for 10, 15 years. Right. And hearing it for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's, it's still so fucking profound and, and impressive and incredibly well written. You know, like, like, you know, again, I, I, I think, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, but, but he's got like Hyrule Krishna or some shit like that. Like, like 
like he's got some spirituality in him. So this song probably, you know, reflects a lot of that. And and it does it in an amazing way because mm-hmm. we're you know, we're talking about here twenty you know, almost twenty five years later. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I was telling telling Richie before we started today. It was during one of your uh, pre-show breaks, D. That um, uh, the one thing about this song though that's kind of sad to me. As much as I like the the lyrics and the meaning of the song, and I think it's fascinating, the song itself. I just I've heard it a million times, and I I don't really necessarily oh. care how much I hear this song again because it got so overplayed on the radio twenty or thirty years ago. But, and even by us, like like throwing mm-hmm. copper got heavy rotation. You know, weirdly oh. enough, I never owned this album. Really, I, I owned I, the sec. I owned the second and third live albums, but I never owned this album. Dennis, which is weird. Dennis, do you own this album? Of course, yeah. I I think we talked about this in a past episode, or I actually gave Sean money to go buy this for me. No, that was se- that out. was that was Secret Samadhi. Oh, well, mm-hmm. well, anyhow, yes, I own both of these albums. On CD. Do you have them uh, on vinyl? No. Stickers. No, the sticker thing. Okay. <laughs> the sticker thing. That's a collector thing. And and if you're talking about the different sticker on the uh, Foo Fighters albums, it's because they're, you know, notating which version of the album. That's not what I'm but talking about. I think Richie's about. talking about the, the the sticker pack from the Foo Fighters. Yes, <laughs> yes, but, yes. Yeah. But no, that's just a collectible thing. And, and which, which, was, which was the uh, album that uh, on this playlist that you don't have that you really that like is your white whale? Oh, Lost Dogs. What? The first? Uh, oh, on this playlist? Yeah, yeah. Lost Dogs. It, Dirty Frank. Oh, uh, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. Lost Dogs is not easy to find. Like, yeah. but you own Fair you enough. own that you own the CD of Lost Dogs. Sean's CDs are a lesser man's form of music. Um, <laughs> he just gives them away now, <laughs> like they're nothing. I use them as coasters. <laughs> There's Lost Dogs right there on CD, mm-hmm. hmm. including the. Uh, Do the CDs just sit there and flip you off the whole time and just say you betrayed us? They can't. They can't move I... anymore. They're so cold. They've frozen. Hmm. <laughs> um selling the drama they understand that i respect them and present them especially the pearl jam ones thanks gordy get me another beer (laughs) (laughs) um uh, selling the drama was the other song off that album and then they also had shit town i don't remember that song we listened to shit town a little bit um i i Selling the drama, you would oh, remember. You you'll remember I if you alone. hear it. It's not like I don't think selling the drama actually appears anywhere in the song, but I know that's the other big single from. That I remember one. that song. Mm-hmm. Shit. So the ones we've had on this show were "I Alone" and "The Kings Deuce." Yeah. I don't remember this song. I remember shit. You, you, selling the drama. Was selling the drama their first single? I think so. I think this is a great song. Oh fuck! Did you just tell me you don't remember it, and then you're like, oh yeah, wait. <laughs> Who me? Yeah. Oh, you know this is I alone. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, this is selling the drama. Oh, this is I alone. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to call you other yes. shit. He doesn't even fuck for <laughs> I said I didn't. I said I didn't remember the song I was referring Maybe all to. All their songs sound the same. The songs I the song I was referring to that I didn't remember was Shit Town. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Although it is a great podcast, if you've ever listened yes. to uh, that, is a great yes. podcast. That that Shit was Town? a good one. Yes, Shit Town. Or S Town, I believe, is is yes. what you have to search for. Yes, it's a great it's a great podcast. It, it um it's a great it's a very interesting story about a very backwoods place. So yeah. Have anyway, you have you heard it, D? No. Um, <laughs> download it now. Listen to it on your flight. You'll 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 appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Done. So moving on to the next song, our second to last song on the list. D, I got to give this one to you because this is your song. I mean, this is this should be called D's song, in my opinion. I I didn't know you wrote music. <laughs> we, we talked about this a few weeks ago, and 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 I said, "Holy shit, I've got a song that you guys need to hear," and it's. Can I just play it? it? Just, can I just play it for a minute before we talk about it, so people that have listened to the show for a while can understand how much of a song this is? D's song. I'm not even. Yeah. Gonna, I don't even think we should say the actual name of it. I think we should just call it D's song. Hold on one second. While he's pulling it up, this uh, this is getting a lot of play on the point. Like I, I had already oh. heard it. I, I oh heard gosh. it. I just thought it was an old song by that by these guys. No, um, they sound exactly the same. They don't yeah. change. Exactly, yeah, they haven't changed, but no, it's brand new. <laughs> Just as soon as I started playing, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the perfect song. All my favorite songs are slow and sad. All my favorite people make me mad. Everything that feels so good is bad, bad, bad. So in I love essence, it. I love it. Like in a nutshell, that's me. Oh, <laughs> like like when I fucking heard this song, I was like, Owen, like holy well, fuck! Literally, like, how the fuck did River Cuomo know what the fuck I was thinking? The next listen, I bet he listens to the podcast. Every, there's a party, but I won't go. Like that's you. Yes. It is exactly you. <laughs> and then I'll feel bad because I don't go. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Mm. That's me. Oh my gosh. No, when I first heard this song, I was just like, holy shit. Like, yeah. And 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 it absolutely came after, you know, my uh my last songs that uh Sean and probably Richie should hear uh were you know like was just so fucking <laughs> down. Yes, and, yes. Uh, and then this song came out, I was like, holy shit, this is Perfect. Oh my God. Absolutely. Well, and, and as soon as you said that this might be a song you were going to pick for this playlist, I started listening to some of the music and I heard this and what was the first thing I went back? I go, this song's about you. you know? and I just, <laughs> it just blew my mind. It did. It was and, awesome. And like Richie said, like, like I was invited to a party, but I won't go and then I'll feel bad. Cause I'm oh, not yeah. going. like, you know, like that's a, that's me. That's completely me. Yeah. I don't you want to be alone, to... but you hate the silence. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> but all of my favorite songs are slow and sad too. Yeah. You know, that's, like, yep. yeah. yeah. 
And, and then I, I think the second line's about me and Richie, that all your favorite people make you mad. <laughs> it's us on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I don't know what else to say about this song other than if you haven't heard it and you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, please listen to this song all the way through and just think of D. And, and the song or, is by Weezer. We have, we have not said that. At, a, at oh, any point, yeah, it's off their brand their new album. album. Okay, human. Yeah, have you listened to the rest of it's the album? By the way, too. is it? I haven't listened to any of the rest yeah. of it. And, and I hadn't paid attention to them much uh, until I heard this song, and and I bought this record, and it's it's fucking great. The whole thing is fucking great. Weezer, like if you like Weezer in 1990 or 2005 or 2015, you're gonna like Weezer now. Yeah, this song is great, and it's me in a nutshell. So the, this like last this song, song, Sean, like D. What were you saying, D? This last song, Sean, that's you. Yes, the last song is uh, Sammy Hagar returns this week after uh, after a few week absence to the uh, to the playlist, and this song's off the 1999 album. Um, uh, red voodoo and it's the very last song off of the album and to me it's it's probably the best song on the album to be quite honest it's a song called returning of the wish and um it's a song from everything that i've always understood about it that he actually wrote a lot of it with van halen before he split from the band and this song that became so this song became returning of the wish and i think the lyrics are a little bit different but the music for this song became a song on van halen 3 so i've always wanted to like try to merge them together and see what it would have sounded like if it was uh if it was van halen and uh but this song i, I really like this song it's a, it's a it, it just uh basically talking about something coming back into your life and i don't know that it's necessarily a person it's just uh the idea of of you know human connection even but it could be a person it's kind of how you want to interpret it coming back into your life and how much it just um kind of makes you more whole as it, as it happens and it's something that you've yearned for as your life goes along and i think it'd be anything that you're kind of wistful for like you know whether it's a person a feeling just that that, that time in your life that, that you kind of think back to and it, 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 in the context of uh uh sammy you know it could be even the ben halen right it could be yeah that's very fair yeah yeah but my guess is at this time he probably wasn't thinking that like that i i it, the, the wound would have been well, too new well there's another song on this album that touches on that and it's called lay your hand on me and it's and it's basically a song that is written towards the manager of the band when they broke up ray daniels that it was basically like i don't understand why you hate me so much why can't you just lay your hand on me and actually give a shit about me type of a thing so i i could totally see where d's coming from with that being what this song is is meant toward i have actually i you know i read the uh 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 sammy's biography yeah it's a great book great read yeah well yeah yeah so i think and i think that's what pushed me to that thought it's yeah, like this song can mean so much like between the band between a lover between a sibling you know somebody in your family like yeah no it's yeah it's, it's got a couple of killer nice. it's got a couple of killer guitar, guitar solos during it too and we talked about this uh, uh recently too like like i said God damn it, i know i've seen this guy live so many times with you 
but this sounds like it could have been a Van Halen song. And you told me that like when you played it for me so many years ago. I still remember where we were at. I don't know why I remember this. We were driving from Franklin to Jacksonville and we were around Pisgee and uh driving driving through there and and this song was on and you said and i and i think there might have been some beverages consumed at some point that night and you looked at me and you said fuck eddie van halen he doesn't need eddie van halen the way he can play guitar like that you know and i was like well i don't know it's not that good of i mean it's a good guitar solo but it's not eddie van halen good of course you know but but it's it's a pretty good guitar solo it's very van halen-esque yeah Mm -hmm. so so I do have to say, when I listened to the song, I immediately thought of, oddly enough, Brian Adams. Like, that's what the song reminded me of, mm. like, from just a sound point. And that was before I knew the Brian Adams whiskey in the jar piece. Oh, that's what Like, when he, yeah. like, like the first time I'm like, I, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I compared one of his songs to Bon Jovi. This one I felt like was like uh, 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 the Robin Hood movie era Brian Adams. Okay. Well, I mean, they're all from the same era, so it's easy yeah. for that to for that to cross over like that and sound and for them to all sound like each other at at certain times. I, I got a funny story to tell about this. So when this album very first came out, I think I had that little piece of crap Ford Tempo that I drove for ever not for very long, but it was a piece of crap. And when so the CD when it, you know the speakers in there were not very good and. Uh, and I, and I like this song. I thought, you know, it, it's, it's a good song, but it feels like there's just part of it missing. There's just not enough lyrics in it. And, and, uh, when I got my first new car, which was a, was a Chevy Cavalier, a black Chevy Cavalier, I popped this thing in the real CD player. It wasn't the cassette deck into the, you know, the CD player into the cassette deck and all of that kind of stuff. And I'm playing this. And at the very end of it, they start doing that, that kind of underlying the returning of the wish. And they keep kind of singing it over and over again, the speakers and the tempo, you couldn't hear that. And when I heard that going down the road, I about wrecked the car. Cause I'm like, where the hell is this coming from? You know? it was like one of those like wow moments of this song's even better than i thought it was type thing that, yeah. that would be ironic you have to go back to the tempo because you wrecked the car for the new song oh, but that, would have, that would have been song. sad yeah that would have been sad i also remember when i where i was on uh when i heard that happen i was on the 21 curve road so yeah just kind of funny yeah brain demo do demo da hey hey <laughs> whiskey in the jarro for a long time, I thought it was like he was mispronouncing Eero, the, the, no the pita. Like he was saying. <laughs> time. And I don't think Brian Adams had any idea what the fuck he was saying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to uh, Returning of the Wish, like uh, I watched a, a live performance of his on YouTube. It was Jackson, him playing the guitar on it. You know, like I've spent a lot of our friendship making fun of Sammy Hagar, and I've seen the motherfucker, you know, like five, six times live. Now. <laughs> it, it, I, I can't, and read his goddamn autobiography. Like, yeah, no, I can't. Yeah, he's a good. He's good. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's. I doing. feel like our goal should be to make sure that D has seen Sammy more times than he's seen Pearl Jam. I have. No, like, like, but to keep it up. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I think I think I'm at Sammy six, Pearl Jam five. Have you seen Sammy six times? Is that true? Is it five? Is it six or five? Well, um, he, he went the three times without you, Sean. <laughs> he might have because <laughs> I'm trying to think. You went you went in 2000 in the summer of 2000. 
You went in the fall of 2001. Richie was at that one. That was the one in St. Louis that it got rain. We got all that rain and lightning towards the end of it. You went and saw him with Van Halen once and in um, Bloomington with me and Jamie Markley. If you remember that Mm -hmm. one, I think that was it. I think four times. Did you ever go see chicken foot with me? Okay. Then it was five. So maybe it's five, four. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. I think that's the case. The thing is, you can get Sammy tickets. Pearl Jam, eh. yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, speaking of that, in uh, in the packages that are coming to you guys uh, in the next week, there's a there there's a sticker in both of them for you. Perfect. Yeah, uh, the fake Pearl Jam show that we weren't able to see. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, it made so me kind of it, feel better. It, I mean, I didn't want a worldwide pandemic to cancel that show, but it made me happy that it didn't happen because we couldn't get tickets. <laughs> but, so. but it's a cardinal theme sticker. But at the same time, Eddie, it kind of serves you right. Maybe next time, cook us up with tickets. I just couldn't believe how fast they went. It was insane. It was just like all of a sudden they were just gone. I was because trying. Amanda was trying. Fucking three fucking years. Yeah, it was crazy. So yep. well, I mean, it's it's going to be the same next deal. time. Hmm. Uh, speaking of the packages coming to us, D, is there anything else in those packages to talk about? Oh, interesting enough. Uh, Sean, do you have a drop ready to go? Hold on a second. He doesn't have it ready to go. There is a drop. It will. But there's a certain Scottish friend of ours who is has spurred a drop that Sean refuses to use. And Richie is our Sean? executive producer. Do better. What was that, what Sean? Fuck, I, I didn't Sean? catch it. Do better. Oh, what yeah. What the fuck, Sean? Do better. Yep. Yeah, so my sister has made us official t-shirt. Says, what the fuck, Sean? Do better. Uh, Amanda's getting one. Richie's getting one. And and Scottish Jen from France is getting one. You're going to wear them. And, and I really feel you? like we should blanket Peoria with them. We totally should, but we're going to have to figure out the hashtag thing. You know, like, like we've got the design, you know, just simple letters, you know, and we'll just have to do like hashtag the good faith with Homer's son. And do, uh, 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 do we want a hashtag or do we just want hashtag WTFSDB? Like the old, what would Jesus do bracelets? <laughs> then let us, let us know. <laughs> Send me a note. Let us know. <laughs> what the fuck, Sean? Do you th- would what the fuck would Sean do? Better. Yeah. What the fuck would Sean do better? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is nothing. 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 Yes. yes. All right. You guys got shit to do. Do you um? <laughs> do you think, by the way, just on a closing note, you always say Homer's son. Should we just change it and make it Little Homer? Little Homer, like L I L Homer. Only if you come up with the little penny Muppet. <laughs> oh, that like, would be I, funny. I'm in. I'm in. Oh if, my if god, that would Spike be so Lee funny. <laughs> have Spike Lee voice me. I was gonna I'm say. In. I was gonna say if it was Spike Lee, that would be that would be or Chris Rock. It was Chris Rock. Oh, it's Chris Rock. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that would be One that more. would be insane. All right, stay tuned. all right so so just just everybody's gonna have to bear with us for a little bit we may be a little bit more sporadic over the next couple of weeks because d's leaving on a excursion until 
God knows when. So, um, so we're, our time zones are going to be a lot different and stuff. So we'll try to get shows up when we can, where there's no guarantees for a little bit until we get into a new schedule. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, all that shit. Uh, and, and we'll, we'll keep you updated as best that we can. So, yep. Until then, we'll see you next time here on Sean and D's good tape. I want you to know it's over. Well, bye.